You're listening to Standing Before the Mast podcast with Chris Heaton, sponsored by Newport Nautical Supply. Welcome to the 11th episode of Standing Before the Mast podcast. There are a couple of firsts for me on this one. It's the first time I interviewed two people at the same time, and it's the first time I interviewed folks I'd never met before. A note about the beginning. I could have easily cut out the opening bit to satisfy my ego, but I left it in because it sets the tone for the really cool vibe that this couple gives off. While I did do my research on them and their business, reading will only get you so far. Hence my goof at the beginning. But we all had a good laugh, and that's what really matters. My guests for this episode are Greg and Elena, and their business is the Antique Yacht Collection. They had a lot of energy, enthusiasm, and ambition, with an emphasis on having fun. They were recently featured in the Wall Street Journal's travel section and are the recipient of a 2018 TripAdvisor Award of Excellence. I thank them for taking the time to talk with me, and I hope you enjoy. Well, great. Thanks for joining me. I'm with Greg and Alana Markowitz. Elena. Elena. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wrote that wrong. No, no. You, you wrote it right. Elena. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad pronunciation. <laughs> All right. I'll start again. I'm here with Greg and Elena Markowitz of the Antique Yacht Collection. Tell me about know. what you do. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I don't know if I may... We have different last names. I don't know if oh, that makes I'm sorry. I don't know if that makes a difference. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, such, we're, such, we're such high maintenance church. I, I, I should have assumed. I should have assumed. Okay. I'm really sorry. No, this is good. Uh, right, so I'm going to James, this. and uh, she's Markowitz. And, uh, and it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter okay. at all. Yeah, yeah. Welcome. Antique Yacht Collection. Tell me about it. Well, uh, Antique Yacht Collection was started um, from a naive idea that has uh, grown into being something pretty cool. When did you begin? We started about six years ago. Um, I was actually working for John Herschler at the time. Um, Before working for John, um, I'd wanted to start something in Newport. Um, Elena and I had uh, decided that home was Newport, and uh, I wanted to start something that was ours, and um, I got this ridiculous idea that, you know, wooden boats were the way to go because they were cheap. And, uh, you know, people love wooden boats in Newport. Why don't we start the business around it? So. We'd both been working in the harbor on private boats and head boats. Um, I was working on Aurora. And, you know, part of it was just really liked being with people and being out. Yeah, we, we kind of wanted to get so. out of the whole superyachting thing, too. So. so you did that for a while? Yeah, both of us did that for a while. I started in it, and then Elena kind of met me and got into it, left teaching. And, uh, you know, we didn't really want to be in the superyachting thing anymore, so we wanted to have a home and a community we could call our own, which mm. was Newport. And um, just wanted to figure out how to do that, so... Yeah. Um, while I was working for John, um, I kind of like was looking at boats for about two years and eventually found this boat um, that was listed for a price that I could not afford <laughs> and like way out of my range. <laughs> <laughs> and I got talking with the broker and uh, she's this broker out of Maine called uh, uh, Annie Gray and uh, she's pretty well known in the sort of wooden boat circle. And... Um, Anyways, I, I call her literally 
six times every month and eventually after about a year she says to me listen I just spoke to the owner Dick and uh, you know he he just wants to sell the boat to good people it doesn't really matter about the price like I think you should just get down there and I was like well it's June I just started with John Herschler like we're making money we're hustling like I cannot go down there he will kill me so she's like okay 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 fine fine uh, anyways, at the end of uh, August, she gives me another call, and she's like, listen, he needs to sell the boat. And I was like, okay, fine. I convince Elena to go down to Annapolis, uh, Maryland, and uh, we get down there, and it's... It's the- like the hottest weekend <laughs> of the year. It's like a disgusting swamp. And <laughs> it's we're disgusting. just so, so hot, and we found the house, <laughs> and the gentleman met us out there, and he right was so Right on the water, nice. down on, uh, what's that, Swan Creek or something? Swan- Swan Creek, <laughs> and he was just there. Was there was the boat in the water? In the water, and the nicest, nicest guy you've ever met. And um, I get on board, and I'm like, I'm kind of like just in love with the lines. the The boat has beautiful lines, and Elena looks at it, and she's just like, I like it. I love it. This is this is it. And Greg spent the entire day like in every locker, every nook and cranny on his knees. He like took his shirt off. I got stuck. And got like, cl- climbed into one of the yeah. bilges all there's the way the as far space, as he could go. Yeah, there's yeah. the space in the back bilge where like in between the fuel tank and the hull. And I got stuck in there and Elena had to like pull me out by the feet. And we just fell in love with it. At the end of the evening, Dick came down and he's like, well, Erica, my wife, is, you know, she wants you to, like, leave now. So you should leave. Why don't you come back in the morning and have another look? And she's like, well, come back and have a look and make an offer. And we're like, yeah, well, we do want it. So, yeah, ended up... um, we we got down there in the morning and he came down and he's with the lemon juice and he's like, well, what do you guys think? You want to put in an offer? I'm like, Absolutely. It's not going to be what you want, but here it is. Gave him the number, and he looked at me, and he just laughed at me. <laughs> and he goes back up to the house, and he comes back down about half an hour later, and he's like, I had a chat with Erica, and we'll accept. And I just couldn't believe it. Wow. Uh, we'll accept, but you got to come up five grand. So we came up like another five grand and like pulled it somewhere in the middle, and that was it. Oh, that was reasonable. Yeah. No, it was That's all... how Richard Branson bought Necker. He went down and made a ridiculous offer, and they laughed at him, so he left. <laughs> and then they sheepishly called him a few years later <laughs> if I remember correctly from his book so you're, you're on the right path there so, so. <laughs> she was in good shape the hull the frames Dick had put a lot of love and care into the boat he had bought it from a old lady um, from her estate in fact um, and uh she had put a lot of love and care into it. So it came from, like, a couple of generations of people that really cared about the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, so we inherited a boat that had been structurally well taken care of. Uh, cosmetically, um, you know, things like the varnish had to all be redone. Right. Uh, paint the, was falling paint off. Paint was falling off here and yeah. there. But structurally, it was in good shape. So we spent that whole winter refitting the boat for cosmetics. And what year was that? And that was... Mm. Th- the boat was built in 1928. Yeah, but that was 2000. Um, and then we bought it in 2013. Yeah. So winter 13, 14. Yeah. 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 So, and that was at the Newport shipyard. Um, I took Jolly Dana out for a boat ride. Mm. We had just bought the boat. And uh, 
you know, at the end of the cruise, Charlie looks at me and he's like, so, you know, what do you want from me? I'm like, well, I need really cheap dockage at the Newport shipyard. Yeah. <laughs> right. I still didn't have, a, like, a driver's license, so we couldn't take the boat, like, anywhere else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you got. Yeah. So it all and worked they accommodated out. you. Yeah, yeah. totally. Awesome. Charlie's, Charlie's the best. That's great. Yeah. Which, what are her planks and frames made out of? Um, so she's a mixture. You know, a boat like this has kind of mm-hmm. had, you know, a plank here, a plank there. Um, her framing is white oak. Uh, her floors are white oak. Keel is white oak. And her planking is a mixture of longleaf yellow pine, cedar, and mahogany, which is kind of an interesting thing. But her garbage are essentially mahogany. She got new garbage back in the 80s. And, you know, it's like a yeah. mixture of different things. Pieced together. It all kind of comes together and works. And, you know, the thing about wooden boats is just staying on top of the right. little things. Do you know a lot about the history of the boat before it got to you? Yeah, we know a pretty good amount. Um, like I said, it was built in 1928 um, by Benjamin Rand in Booth Bay, Maine. And uh, it was built for the Teal family out of Boston. They were carriage makers. Um, so they just wanted a really cool day boat to take their family out on stay cruises up in Maine. Mm-hmm. And that's really all it's ever done. It's only yeah. ever been a, a... There's these really a, cool pictures of it going down the slip in 1928 at Ben Rand's little boat shop, you know, the idyllic, you know, Booth Bay boat shop, red paints, kind of like shop right on the water, and there she is going down to the water. Down. And, uh, you know, originally, uh, her original, like, frames and lines... Uh, came from a crocker boat uh, called Sumjoy, which was built in 26. And Ben Rand actually loved the lines of it, but didn't like the raised deck on it. Mm-hmm. So he removed the raised deck, and uh, Sumjoy was only 38 feet, so he took the framing and spaced it out to 42, but kept the same interior sort of design and all the rest of it, but kept a cabin top on top. And, uh, you know... That's essentially what she is. She's she's a Crocker slash Benjamin Rand kind of boat. She's like one of a kind. There's no other boat right. like it. And so her, what is her length overall? 42 feet. 42. Yeah. And I don't think we mentioned in the beginning when I introduced you, I said Antique Yacht Collection, but I didn't say the name of the boat, which is Tema. Tema, yeah. Right. So that, that's the one boat, yeah. So in the last five years, we've, we've done some interesting things. We started a collaboration with... Uh, Mystic Seaport, um, where we do the uh, front of house on the marketing, marketing and, and the selling of uh, three boats that they do private charters on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you know, there's been a couple of people in Newport that uh, have bought boats, and then we've chartered them out on their behalf. Um, and that's worked out really, really well. So moving into the management, so we yep. take care of you know the maintenance, blah 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 blah. Line up a few charters, make the boat a couple of bucks, and. You know, go from there. It's so you're cool. operating independently. You're not like tied in with another group on the harbor. Not no, totally just independent. Us. <laughs> that's good. That's because yeah, yeah. yeah that you see people cluster together, but you're doing your own thing. I did see there was a boat in your collection on the website. Is it called Shotzi? Yeah, Shotzi is yeah. so cool. And so, I think I recognize that boat as being garage somewhere in my neighborhood. Damn yeah, straight, it is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I said, I'm looking at it, and I even think I know the guy on it. Yeah, yeah. Justin Bernard. Yeah, it's yeah. a great looking boat. So Justin, the story goes, Justin's grandfather bought that boat. Um, 
after the war and named it after Justin's grandmother that was you know his nickname was Shotzi her nickname was Shotzi so um yeah, so he inherited the boat from his grandfather and then spent, like, five years restoring the boat in the garage. Yeah, mm. it was a big project. And, you know, we just chartered out a few times in the summer mm. for these really cool, um, we'll do Castle Hill pickup or, you know, drop drop weddings off. Um, just, it you it know. does a really good job at being able to get into tight spots, which right. a lot of our wedding drop-offs and pickups are. Mm. So, like, Castle Hill... Uh, Tema can't get in there. She's a single screw boat, mm. like traditional displacement vessel. Can't get in there. So better walk in reverse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's and all she Shotzi does. Shotzi is so fast. And mm. Shotzi's like perfect for that sort of thing. So she does the wedding pickups and all of that. So it's a mixture of like friends that have cool boats too that like want to charter them out occasionally. Mm-hmm. Shotzi doesn't do that many charters, but at the same time, like it's a cool boat that no one else would have access to except by going through us. Right. So, yeah. Looks well, out. Now I, I saw that you're a history major. Hmm. And yeah. Do you integrate that into your charters? Do you do narrative charters? Or do you just sort of let people do their own thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of all about feeling the crowd. You get to know everybody in the first stretch down, you know, down the harbor. And by the time you get to the anchorage, you've kind of figured out if this is a group that wants to hear from you mm-hmm. or, you know, wants do to thing. do their own thing. And And most people really do want to know all about the harbor. Like, tell us about... Harbor Court. Tell and us. Sometimes you know, it's or... a mix. Sometimes you got that crowd that you know wants to do their own thing, but then there's that one thing that like they look at it and like you know the classic is Clingstone. Like, right. how can you like go down this harbor and not be like, what is what that? Is that? <laughs> exactly. yeah. So we did get to learn you know about the different things in the harbor, and we've got all of the Newport history books and did yeah. our research. And you also put together stories from locals. Yeah, yeah, that's the greatest thing about Newport, really, mm. is, you know, the locals and their stories. And, like, our best stories definitely came from locals that came out with us and gave us, right. you know, Remember their the stories. Remember the time we <laughs> ran into that house <laughs> in the middle of the night? And no- <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite local waterfront character? Oh, uh, there's so many. Yeah. We, we're so, so lucky in this harbor. I think, uh, so uh, an older generation would call him Catboat John. I call him oh, yeah. Bucket John. Yep, I know John. Uh, and, uh, you know, on Faroline, it's just, there's just all these amazing people in right. this harbor that really make it Newport so and special. make it a place that I love and want to stay forever, you know. It's, You've it's, both traveled quite a Away around the world, and you decided this was the place. This is home. Yeah, well, I'm from Rhode Island. Oh, you are. I grew up in yeah. Gloucester, Rhode Island. Foster Gloucester. Yeah, no school. No Foster school. Gloucester. I actually lived in Gloucester from age five or six to seventeen. Oh, that's 18. so funny. Small world. <laughs> um, I noticed a lot of your your, your website's brilliant. Thank it, you. Excellent images, beautiful shots. Um, you have the traditional shots of people enjoying a, a beverage and the sunset, but you also have people having a lot of fun. People, I, see, I have never seen a, a charter <laughs> boat website or brochure that showed people jumping off the boat on floaty toys, unless it was a big mega yacht and they had some kind of specialized toys. That yeah. you seem that's, to that's have all a, we do. We have fun. Yeah, that fun. is that have is fun. we're a lifestyle company. Like when we started Antique Yacht Collection. It was, you know, it was about the wooden boats and everything. And then I was just like, this is not about the wooden boats and everything. It's, a, it's about lifestyle. We're selling a lifestyle, and the core of that lifestyle is just having fun. When right? we started, our question was, what do we do 
on a day off. In right. Newport. Yeah. What did we do on our day yeah, off? I didn't see any blue blazers on your. Uh, there's <laughs> one or two. And sometimes you put on the blazer yeah. and rock it out, and that's fun sometimes too. You know. Yeah. It's just about having fun. Do you allow dogs on your boat? Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say there's an. I said either they have a lot of dogs that they take on the boat with them, or oh, the guests allow you. So you know yeah. why we like we push the dog thing. We're not allowed dogs in our house. Uh, so we live in this oh. old house that has five condos in it, and uh, we're not allowed dogs. So you don't have dogs. We, so don't, we have don't have dogs. dogs. So the only way we get our dog fix is when clients bring their dogs to us. All right. And I, I can give you a list of five dogs that I've fallen in love Our with in the last summer. Oh, go on. Uh, okay, there was a bulldog. Um, the corgi dressed was like a, a corgi. mermaid. <laughs> she had this little mermaid life jacket that was just... <laughs> um, you know, we had one that kept jumping off. We we stopped so our, our people could go swimming, and the dog kept jumping off the back. He just wouldn't stay on the boat. He just he, not man overboard, dog overboard. Dog overboard. And he was a uh, Portuguese water dog too. He was super cool. Yeah. So pretty. So he's all right with it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what it's all about. It's yeah. about us. If we're having fun, they're having fun. And that's that's how it comes. When I saw those dogs, I thought, my wife does this calendar. Two years ago, it was Dogs of Broadway. And oh, it's cool. a fundraiser for so Potter cool. League and cancer charities. But she this year, she expanded because she had so many candidates. Uh, <laughs> the 2019 is Dogs of Newport. And I was thinking, I if they have it. a dog, I'd put you in touch oh. with her for 2020. And uh, it could be your your mascot I dog. I could. wish we could have a dog. Each dog gets a bio, and then um, all the money goes to. Can I see that? Yeah, I just sure. want to see if it's, it, that's from 2018. I want to see if I know any of these dogs. You probably was do. Truman Pretty, in 2019. Is Truman in here? I don't know. Truman's uh like Our he's this pretty um, bulldog. <laughs> if you've been to Poor Judgment, Hank's dogs are in there. Okay. Yeah, 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 right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dogs are part of the family. Why shouldn't they come out? Exactly. So did you encounter any problems bringing the boat up from Annapolis to Newport? Or was it a pretty um, simple trip? It was It was pretty Should chaotic because uh, when we bought the boat, I was working in San Francisco for the French America's Cup team during right. like the 45, AC 45 lead-up. So I was out there. Um, Greg flew to Annapolis, and I met him there. And um, I just thought it was going to be like, oh, we're just going to, we've done deliveries before. Like, to be. This yeah. is great. You know, what, it'll take us. What could us, possibly go wrong? It's, it's about an eight to ten knot boat. So what is that? Five or seven days? Cool. This is, this is going to be great. So the survey all happened while we weren't there. So, you know, I got the survey report and on the survey there were a couple of things. Uh, and uh, the surveyor said you should definitely look at the... Uh, the oil reservoir on the uh, hydraulic steering before mm. you leave. You know, if you're going to do this delivery, because you know it's it's definitely leaking and uh, it's definitely empty right now. So you know, if we lost mm. that, we'd lose all steering. I kind of like didn't really pay much attention to that, to be honest with you. Oh dear. And by the time we pulled into Manasquan Inlet, and by pull in, I mean we were surfing down like. Six, seven, seven foot waves foot in at least. Just the conditions you want with wonky steering. Yeah. In a, in and a uh, wooden I took a look at the boat. steering uh, when we got in, once we pulled into the dock there, and we were like a couple of milliliters from losing steering. So it was like literally that whole delivery, we had ideal weather. The, all the weather we did have was off mm. our stern, so the waves were pushing us 
into Newport and just everything went well. Uh, yeah, it was it was like God wanted the boat to be in Newport. Right. So it really worked out pretty well. But there were some like, you know... I think my favorite day was going through New York City with the tide, like 17 knots, just cruising down the river with taxi boats like on every side and boat just oh, getting right. waked out like crazy. It's the first time you've taken the boat. It you, was chaotic. And it's a 1928 and boat. You don't <laughs> and like it turns out I ended up taking the hydraulic hoses out that winter. They were so far gone it was like yeah. I, I don't even know how we got to Newport. But the boat just wanted to be in Newport. Right. And uh, we had a mooring over in uh, Bull Point over in Jamestown yep. at Clark Boatyard. <laughs> We'd had had this like amazing high pressure the whole way up. And then this low pressure moved in the night we got to Clark's uh, over in Jamestown. And we, you know, I'd become quite attached to the boat. So I was like, Lane, I don't want to, like, sleep at the house tonight. I want to sleep on the boat. Like, let's just sleep on the boat. That was the worst thing we ever did because this low pressure came through. We had, you know, wind. 30 knots. 30, 40 knots. And, like, you know, right on that morning we had four-foot waves all night long. and. But at least we knew the mooring was safe. So. Right. <laughs> How many times did you get up to check the chain? All night. Yeah, 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 a couple of times. A couple that of night. times. Yeah, but it was good. <laughs> yeah. Did you intend to get into the whole management thing, or did was that did that evolve? That happened purely by mistake. So um, we had uh, a couple of clients out with us that were just like totally into it, and the 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 common sentiment was, "I wish I could do this, but I just haven't got the time." to mess around with I the want whole something wooden. different I want something different I want to do something different but I just haven't got the time and I don't want to do it myself and I don't trust other people to do it mm. and but you guys can do it why, why don't you do it and then that sentiment just grew into I'd find a boat on Craigslist send it to one of these guys and that guy would be like hey let's take a look at this boat and before you know it we're buying a boat and I'm managing it and mm. it's doing charters um, and then you know there was that boat where Occasionally, I would find out that a friend of ours would own a boat and wasn't being used in a boat yard, and I'd say, "Hey, let's let's get this boat out on the mooring and get it working again." You know, right? So, where do you where do you base? You're on the north side of the Lobster Company. Yeah, yeah, right down there on the on the main dock behind um, Eleanor, mm-hmm. which runs from Adirondack Sailing. It's a great little spot. It's kind of hidden, which is which is nice. Um, we don't get. A landlord, a landlord is epic. Uh, it's the Kilroy family. Oh, yeah. They're yep. the most amazing people in the whole world to uh, mm. to uh, have as landlords, and uh, it, it works out really well. Yeah, they're good people. It's nice being up there, too, because you are kind of away from the whole, like, the product we're pushing isn't, like a ticketed sales. All thing. our sales come from online, so we're we're, we're right. not. So we you're don't. Not, you're we, not doing the booth thing. No. Yeah, yeah. We, we might move into that one day, but for the moment, we don't need that. Mm. Um, and where we are is is perfect for that. Maybe in the future, we can kind of move into big things, things on the horizon. There are big things. Spoiler we just bought alert. a new boat. Okay. Yeah, we just bought a new boat, <laughs> which right. is going to be super cool. Um, it's this. Like thirty foot aluminum landing craft, nice, and that we're going to get a certificate of inspection with, from the Coast Guard for like twenty one, twenty two people. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're hoping to sort of move into. We've noticed that the bachelorette scene has really exploded in this town. Where uh, the northeast's most um, sort of popular bachelorette destination. So, 
Um, I think we're gonna give these ladies a product. Yeah, oh, wow. a product they want. Yeah, yeah, and uh, hired a captain called Mike, and he's this beautiful blonde guy yeah. that's just gonna that's gonna do blow people away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So that is a big business then. Things don't get too out of hand. Things get you know, out of hand. We, like you just gotta moderate them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's about focusing the crowd. Um, lim- you know. Limiting the the BYOB on some of these trips and keeping it fun, but mm. yeah, not out of know, control. It's also safe, which is obviously the most important thing. How yeah. many captains do you have? You, you mentioned the. So Lena's got a ticket. I've got my ticket, and uh, we're going to be putting Mike through his ticket. Mm. Um, so Mike's going to be our first employee coming on this year. So oh, right. um, it's going to be huge. Um, I'm really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> What's been the most unexpected part of this whole operation for you? Something you didn't see at all? Was it pretty much because of your experience with John sightseeing, you kind of knew how to navigate the business aspect? I never realized how terrible Greg could be on the phone. I'm terrible on the phone. No, man. So Real bad. bad. Really? Really, really so bad. bad. So, so unless I can see someone. Like, like John Cleese Faulty Towers bad? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so bad. We, we had, Keep me off the this phone. This summer there was, there was a, um, I, for whatever reason, Greg answered the phone and it was a group that we had on that, they were coming later that day and they were like, hey, what time is our cruise? And Greg's answer was, whatever time we said it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't really work. So we, I had to I, apologize like when so they got on the boat. It was I had great. To be like, I'm had really to... sorry about that. <laughs> it, it was a six charter day. We were doing six charters that day. I was on number four. And, um, you know, like I'm focusing on the crowd that I'm working and you get a phone call. And yeah. it's, so it's for the tough. most part, Greg doesn't answer the phone. I don't, I'm not allowed and, to touch uh, the phone. I can I say as an American who that. married a British woman... You know, I can see both sides of that because <laughs> she sees it. She can often be thought of as curt, but it's really just efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just answering your question. It's just like, let's move it. America, Americans really like to be sugarcoated. Yeah. No. Yeah. I can sugarcoat. I just can't do it on the phone. It's just. <laughs> is that a. You were raised in South Africa, is that? Is yeah, that, I think is the that bluntness. A native trait? Yeah, I think the bluntness comes <laughs> from that so. South African bluntness. Yeah. 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 But back to your question. Yeah, um, sure. Things you don't know, you know, like it's 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 like I've grown up on that harbor now. It's it's like you you think you know things, and then you start to see that. You really don't know anything, and the the depth of the community and how the community interacts and the stories behind the stories and all the rest of it, that's the thing that I've been most blown away by. Um, I was a cocky 26-year-old kid when I started this, and I'm 32 now, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) The things I thought I knew, I had no idea. Right. Yeah, it just comes with time, and, th- and that's just—that's not just the community. That's boats. That's the whole thing. It's—it's mm. it's, it's everything, um, and you appreciate it a little more. What were some of your best and worst experiences when you were traveling as crew? Uh, so many good times, so many yeah. bad times. Oh my gosh. It's just a mixture. Yeah, uh, that's a tough life. No, well, so like when we were on private boats. <sighs> so I had a great time. Um, I, I worked on boats. My first 
Um, I've been in, in the boating industry for almost 10 years now. The first five years I've spent um, working on private, maybe four years working on private boats. And it's a huge pace. Like got it's constantly working and moving and doing things and doing things and saying things you never expected to be doing. I work for some super cool people um, and some really terrible <laughs> people. Mm. Um, we worked together on on boats for a while, oh, and that, that was a couple of shadow catamarans down really, the Caribbean. Really, really oh, hard. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It it, it probably pushed, the hardest. We, thing it was before done. we were married, and it definitely pushed our relationship to the max. Um, which is a good thing at that time. Probably the the fast turnaround on those boats. One yeah. of, one of the things we always go back. We worked for a um, it was a timeshare catamaran, and it was terrible. But we I, took so much away from the business. I model. think anything with the word timeshare. Oh. Well, it, well. It, the sales part of it was dodgy and da da da. All the negative things you associate with timeshare, this thing had going for it. But there were so many other positive things. That we took away from it, and the amount that our company has been shaped by that company is kind of we'll, scary. We'll go back and say, well, like, what, what would we not to do, and what to do, and sometimes seriously, what to do? Because yeah. some of the solutions they come up came up with were like pretty damn amazing, you know. Um, but it, the the whole idea of the the charter cats were putting four couples. On a catamaran, so eight... Sometimes five couples. Yeah. yeah. So eight to ten people to who have crew. never met each other. And then oh, two crew members. That was intense. And going out for seven days and just hoping for the best. And you'd do a one-day turnaround. Yeah. So no, it wasn't even one day. It was an eight-hour turnaround. So you'd go out for seven days, come back, turn the boat around eight hours, and be back out again. So you're really seeing the most intense form of human beings. <laughs> right. And, but and was... honestly... The amount that that experience <laughs> formed, like honestly, like with the new boat, we're we're figuring out pricing and da da da, how we're going to do the marketing, mm -hmm. and even when we started with Tema, we go back to that boat and that experience every time, and you know, draw from it because I don't think we could be what we were doing right now without having that experience. Mm. So, yeah, but and and then superyachting for me was just. I didn't find what I was looking for in super yachting. Mm. You're just working for really, really rich people that right. are trying to look cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just, just, there's like, it wasn't for me, man. <laughs> yeah. I dated a girl a long time ago who worked on a fed ship in the Med, and she had a really funny story about this one crew member who, they had a actually really great group of charter guests. Mm. They were Americans and they oh, and they grabbed one of the, the guy that was taking him ashore he's like, oh, come out drinking with us, come party with us. He's like, no I can't, I've got to bring the tender back, I've got to bring the tender back. And somehow he relented in the yeah. end and he was tired of his job so he went out with him and when they came back and called um, they sent his bags ashore. Oh, with the no. I think maybe with a plane ticket or something, but it, it was alright. He had a great night. And it, was, oh it was a good end of the, the, the tenure. But the captain was very strict. I suppose he had to be. I, I, I had the old guard as captains, which was really cool. Um, I had great captains when I was doing the Supiati thing. And um, 
the thing that made me want to do something different was I wanted to have a family. Like, the amount of guys that I was working with that had worked their ways from, like, where I was as a 22-year-old kid to being a 50-year-old captain with great paychecks, the ability to have a family and come home, like, mm. that was that was the, the thing that broke it for me. Like, that was yeah. the thing that I was like, nah. When we were deciding on homes, I was just like, Newport just every time, it just like there's something about this community that pulls back me back. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It just pulls me in, you know? That's the water. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not even that. Even like, I haven't, like, I, and even in the wintertime, there's something special here, you know? Yeah. There really is. There's something very, very special. In particular, the, the waterfront community, the people who work in the marine industry. Definitely. Absolutely. Really yeah. tight, really good, good group of people. Absolutely. Yeah, we're very lucky. How much do you customize your charters? A you lot. Just, yeah. You don't even have a form. You just say, people come on board and yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's part of my briefing. Like, mm. people get on board. We do the safety, blah, blah, blah. I tell them where the head is. And then I'm like, what do you guys like to do? And if they're like, we want to go swimming and drink margaritas, I'm like, cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I know a bunch of really great places to go swimming yeah. um, and if they're like well we just want to see this the sights then I'm like that's cool I got you and it's just you know just like every charter is different it's important to read people what's your favorite place understand. to take people to go swimming oh. There's 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 a long long list. Yeah. I mean, Mackerel Cove. Classic. Mackerel Cove is, is a classic. So great. Yeah. How can you not? Right. And uh, you've got uh, you got Bull Point. Uh, in the corner there. I think our probably our most secret spot is going into Fort Weatherall though. Yeah, mm. I love Fort Weatherall. Yeah. Um, you and can only really anchor there on certain days and, and it's, it's quiet. Mm. And there's no swell coming through really. But that's one of the top spots. Mackerel Cove on one of those crystal clear August days where the water's perfectly clear. That's like beautiful. I think every day is different on the bay too, so you gotta mm. like you you gotta find the right place for a swim. Right. And that's like I've got the toughest job in the world. I gotta figure out where the right place to go swimming is. You right. Know? And getting that right is critical. You know. It's that's the fit, fun chart. You know? Did you get any? Sort of serious. Uh, we're gonna hear the photographed Volvo charters. Did you get any people that wanted to go out and watch that? <laughs> um, we actually turned down. You did almost yeah. all of our the Volvo Volvos, charter. Yeah. We took it, one Volvo we charter. We've just had. It's such a chaotic day. Um, Tem is not a fast boat. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's yeah, a, it's, it's, a, it's it's not, not really a great. Yeah. It's not our favorite time, so yeah. we kind of turned down. I have to say, I tell almost everybody that calls me looking for a Volvo charter, you should probably just go to Castle Hill. Mm. Yeah. Um, if you don't have your own boat, and you're on a traditional wooden boat that doesn't have a chine on it, you know, right. it, it doesn't move like you know, it's just it's not. Like, that's not our specialty. Our and I think special... the Volvo did a pretty good job of getting the word out that the place to view it was Castle Hill. And, and yeah, they did. They Land, did. basically. Yeah. They yeah. wanted people to go to the village. Absolutely. Um, and I think because we're so clear with people about our expectations, are, yeah, um, what they're getting when they come out on the boat, um, we still did that one charter because even after I went through my list of, you know, you might not see everything, we're not going to keep up with them. Uh, if it's 
too rough. We're going to turn around. And they were okay with all of those things. Wow. And they came out and had a great day because we had managed the expectations that, hey, Managing expectations. That's so important. That's why Elena's the best on the phone. Because she (laughs) manages expectations, (laughs) which I could never do. You know, we still had a great day because we had lunches and we saw everything they wanted to see, but we didn't try to, like, keep up with the boats. We ended up going and throwing the anchor down um, at one point and just hanging Hanging out. So... It's it's just it's about the experience. That Have you maintained good relationships with uh, maybe site selling? Have you gotten referrals from other companies? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's such yeah. a community. I think you in know? your your podcast with John Hirsch, that he talked about how the dynamic on that waterfront works, and mm. he nailed it. Like truly, like we are so close together. There's one access point to the waterfront on the. In, uh, this beautiful harbor town only mm-hmm. has one very small access point, and we're all in it. Right. So you've got a bunch of operators, and we are all cool with one another. We all have our little like things and and everything. Everybody has a but niche. It's, it, we the... all have our niche. And we all have mm-hmm. our very specific, very special thing, and you know we're all doing our thing. And well, there were there was a couple of times years ago. There, I could tell you stories. I won't put it on. This. <laughs> But there, there were some incidences where somebody built a boat that was very much like the boat that's already here, and there was supposed to be a deal where they didn't do that. And the, yeah. I think it all culminated in a an exchange of words and fists in front of the <laughs> Clark Cookhouse one night. But that's, well, I, I that, wish I was there to see it. Yeah. But that's what makes this town special. Yeah. You know? The fact that it culminated by that, that's yeah. cool. That's the way we figured things just, out. Uh, Elena and I have this saying, uh, and, and I don't know if it's shared by... Everyone down in that wharf, there's more than enough to, for everyone to go around. Sure. And there really is. Some people say the market's saturated. I mm. think that is complete baloney. It is not saturated. It is so far from saturated. It's not even funny. Mm. We just need new products and new people. And there's a whole new generation of people coming through that need cool products. And we need to reinvent these products and keep them going. Um, and I hope to be that generation. Yeah, you're definitely. Well, I, at least the photos on your website, unless they're completely staged, <laughs> people are having fun on your boat. Can I just do a little shout out to yeah, the yeah. photographs on that? So we work with a lot of bloggers and Instagram superheroes, and we try and keep it local to Rhode Island. Yeah. Uh, and what really kicked us off was with working with like this kid called KJP, Kill James Patrick. Hmm. He's got a store down in yeah, Bournemouth now. Yeah. Anyway, super preppy stuff, but his photographs are phenomenal and he's got this huge following we started working with him and it worked out really 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 well we got a right. uh, that's what started our instagram I mean, it's, it's he's people. a photographer as well as that shot he's honestly he's a really good photographer and a, he, he's a great human being and his wife sarah is a sweetheart they're good people and and working with them is awesome i love working with them we and also, then we also work with jess kirby yeah, jess kirby is so cool mm-hmm. and she and does it's, it's just we people coming out doing what we want to do mm-hmm. so we and go jess out is like and we us. have fun she's, and, she's the same and, age she yeah. she writes a, a blog she's got like so many followers and she's doing great things for newport she's pushing a whole generation into the whole new england lifestyle and her her um partner craig is just as far as photographers he's go, good, he is. Oh my god, he's the best. So good. He so, and think, every new thing we do, we try and pull them in because they just 
they make it come alive. I think what spoke, like, to me about, like, just the boat being fun and, like, not being able to stage things is this summer we had, um, we were featured in the New York Times. Wow. What? Wall Street Journal. uh, Sorry, Wall Street Journal. Thank you. No, Wall Street Journal. Um, It was in their travel section. It was, like, things to do in Newport. And we were so excited. And they sent this photographer, and he asked us to, like, stage a photo shoot mm, like so oh weird. gosh what do we do so we you know we called friends we sent out facebook like invites and we got this like really nice group together to go out and have wine and cheese and champagne and like do these funny like photo shoot things and at the end of it we were like it's so hot out let's jump in the water so we all like this is like you know had our bathing suits on turn the camera off we're yeah. just gonna go for a swim yeah right. let's just jump in the water Mr. Photographer you're coming in you wanna come us. in too yeah and he's like yeah I might just take one or two and we're like fine whatever but these are not allowed in the Wall Street Journal these are our mm. photos and so we're just having the time of our lives and, and you got the photos off of them. And, and we get the well, photos. Well, that was the picture that but ended up in the Wall Street Journal. It's just like... <laughs> was us it's all like just chubby like... chubby Greg and Wynn jumping in the water. And like... That, the ones you did not want. Yeah. Like, that's not what I wanted. But we were having just, the time of our lives. That know? was the fun thing. You can't fake fun. Yeah. yeah you can't. You can't. Oh, that's cool. That's true. No. You can't fake fun. What's the strangest request you've ever had and were you able to fulfill it? Uh... Probably the dog ash scattering. Oh, that was a tough oh, that's one. That's tough. And yeah. that was sad. Any ash scattering, really. That was sad. Um, yeah, we've got a formula for all of these things. You know, it's 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 not really tough on us. Uh, you know, proposals and ash scatterings are, for us are pretty <laughs> it's, it's easy. It's really happy and really dark. Because, but... <laughs> like, we've got a formula and it works and we stick to it. And it works for the client, it works for us. We've had ash scatterings where literally they've had an hour and 45 minute charter and the first half oh, hour was for an ash scattering and the rest of it was a damn party. So Totally. They were like, we're going to get the most out of this charter. Have you ever had a proposal go wrong? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we had a weird one. That's awkward. Yeah, we've had... And you've got uh, two hours left in the book. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> was it an awkward... We've had a bunch we of had, awkward ones, but I wouldn't say any no's. There's, there, there hasn't been a no yet. There was, like, a weird one where the... the um, Gentleman, like downed a whole bottle of wine before we Ooh. got before we got to Castle Hill for schnickered, yeah. absolutely <laughs> for was, schnickered. And then <laughs> we're at Castle Hill. We're like, it was kind of a rough day. So, but he was like, before the charter, <laughs> before the charter, he was like, I need to get to Castle Hill. I'm like, okay, okay. cool, we'll get there. It's it's blowing out of the cool. south, we'll and it's it's about a four foot wave out there. But hey, whatever, <laughs> cool, we'll do we'll it. Do it. <laughs> you you want to get out there? So he's to- so he's for schnicket. Next thing, he's on his knee, wobbling about, falling on the floor, uh, asking her to marry him. Only accepted the proposal by the time we got to Clingstone, which on Temer is a full fifteen minute ride <laughs> from Castle Hill, and then she started drinking yeah. real hard, <laughs> <laughs> and we actually saw them out. Later on that night, and they were uh, still going. They, they didn't even going. recognize us. Yeah. Oh, we course. congratulated them again, and they were like, "Ah, who are you?" <laughs> but they so, were cool. I liked them a lot. All of, all of luck to them. Yeah, best well, of we luck. Pro- to you. Probably shouldn't tell these stories. We've had some beautiful proposals. Well, yeah, we named them. Yeah, we've, yeah, had, we've really... had some like man. Some of the proposals that stand out. Um, 
a second year we had this gentleman that was super excited he emailed me the playlist the night before he did all he did he everything. had a photographer and, and he um, just just nailed it and yeah. you know moments like that when the guy's like proposing and we're down below and we're listening to the whole thing and our mirror actually like faces out so we could, we're watching they have no idea we're watching right. but now they do <laughs> um, but you know we're watching and next thing you know Elena and I are crying down below and uh, yeah we've had a couple of amazing weddings too which uh, Elena's best friend got married on the boat which yeah. was pretty memorable and I get married on a boat only because my my <laughs> wife was British and I had to get married on U.S. soil. Uh, we had a, a wedding in England, but she came over on a fiancé visa, and I had a friend who was a captain of a boat. He's like, "Yeah, do it here," because we didn't want that to overplay the the one in England. Right. So that's super cool. Yeah, we did it. It was super, and unbeknownst, I didn't expect anything. Unbeknownst to me, it was April and it was cold. <laughs> he, he he said, uh, "Oh, here." He hands me a bottle of champagne and two glasses, and he, the dinghy was running. They had the, the tender, the 14-foot mm-hmm. tender, and they had, like, four balloons on it. Mm-hmm. So Aww. we went out, tucked our head outside of the harbor. Bah, we'll come back in. <laughs> <laughs> too cold. Too cold. <laughs> so, well, we, we, so we shared the champagne with uh, my friend, the captain, and the mate. So, yeah, it's good times. It is beautiful. If people are interested in getting a hold of you, what the best way is through your website? Yeah, and just yeah, call our, Elena. Our website, um, call, yeah. email. Our Instagram is, um, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be like be braggy, but um, we've done pretty well on Instagram. Uh, more more than I expected. Greg was really into it when we first started. And I was yeah, like, this like, is stupid. Why, why, are we, why are we wasting our time with this? But we, we really get a lot of business mm. from Instagram. Um, and TripAdvisor. Yeah, you rate very high on Now that. I'm going to brag. We just got a 2018 Award of Excellence wow. for TripAdvisor, so pretty pretty. Yeah, we made it to number one by literally just going out there and having and as much fun as possible. To, right. Yeah. Yeah, trying and to do our That's always best. awesome. Do, do you ever get involved with the folk or jazz festivals? Do you avoid that? We are very selective about the client that we take on that day. Because that's always a bit of a nightmare yep. in the Anchorage. Yep. We are super selective <laughs> about who we take. Um, we usually go and we'll do an anchor on Friday. Mm-hmm. If, Friday's if we pretty almost the only day out. we'll anchor out there. Yeah. And then the other other times it's... We're like... It's, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. It could we try be to avoid it. This uh, last Friday, uh, this the Friday of this last folk fest, um, I ended up pulling the anchor up with <laughs> a, a section of dock, about twenty five foot of dock. Oh my god! And I had to get like I got it up, and then I couldn't get the anchor off of it, and I got all cut up and everything. And uh, clients had to come up and give me a hand, and that was always fun. The the client that we take out on that day is a client that we've known for a long time, yeah. and we know what we're getting with them. So we're not going to just take out yeah. somebody who rings up. Yeah, yeah, Joseph. We're going to take out people we love and know. But I think with this new boat, um, we're going to hope to... It's uh, hopefully going to be a handicap access, mm-hmm. which, so, is which is yeah. you know serving... Elena's part man. of our community. Well, it's a landing craft. You pull right up to the yeah. boat ramp, drop the yeah. ramp, they can wheel right down. Exactly. Yeah. So we hope to either be able to do um, just ferry runs mm. out to the Folk Fest. Uh, to, to How big of a landing craft is it? It's 30, 30 foot. Feet. And it's not yeah. quite a landing craft in the traditional sense of a flat bottom and all the yeah. rest of it. It's got a lot of dead rise up in the front. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the boat can do yet. We're just like... Yeah. 
you know, you we don't just know, know it's going to be fun. You, right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. We've well, got a, and, a wide open and platform. Yeah. It's going to be a dance hire, party. We're, we're trying to hire people that are like us and see the world that we do. You know, like, mm. it, it, we're not doing this for the money. We're doing this to spread good vibes and have a good time. That's why we're doing it. I'm us. doing it a little bit for the money. Right. Yeah, the money comes in. <laughs> yeah, we want to have a baby one day, which would be nice. That, that requires money, but... Yeah, you think like me. Ooh, new snowboard. Do you ever uh, think of expanding into sail? We tried sailing uh, with um, a friend of ours's boat, a uh, little friendship sloop, hmm. um, and it went really well. That was um, probably four years ago. It was. It went really well. Um, however, it wasn't precisely the exact boat. Right. That we needed, and the only reason I'm skeptical about um, the sales side is because it's quite a tough market because everybody's in the sale market in Newport. Right. However, I dream about sailboats. Like that's where my, you know, that's where my heart really is is in the <laughs> sailboat side of things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'd love to bring back uh, the traditional Newport cat boat, which was a full kill cat yeah. boat. Uh, at the, around the turn of the century, right up until the sort of 1970s. Mm. And um, I've got a couple of cool business ideas for that. And um, I love beautiful sailboats. So yeah. who knows? You know, I think where I would like to see the company move to is us building a boat specifically for our needs um, mm. in the future. If we make it there, cool. If we don't, cool. Whatever. Right. I'm having a blast. <laughs> Excellent. What's your logo? Uh, is that a is that a monkey's fist and a baggy crinkle combined? It's a pineapple and a monkey's, monkey's fist. fist. Oh, pineapple. pineapple and a monkey's fist. So, how did it happen? I need new I, context. I, it's, 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 I don't know how it happened, but long story short, um, I... You know, Newport's always been a sign of hospitality. The mm-hmm. pineapple, obviously, New England, I should say. And, uh, you know, we wanted to keep the nautical kind of component of it. So I've always loved monkey fists. Who doesn't? They're so cool. Um, so we... Uh, yeah. I just, just... I don't, how did I come up with that? I came home one day and I was like, we need a monkey fist pineapple. And I called up my my best bud, uh, Dave Dowling, yeah. uh, who's like, you know, super arty guy. And he's a great photographer and everything. And I was like, Dennis, I had this dream about a monkey fist pineapple. And he just took that idea and ran with it nice. and I don't know if I love it I, think we're, I don't know if I hate it we're still finding our groove <laughs> yeah, on, on our logo but we, it's you know. just a logo it works. Yeah. yeah it works for now yeah we're still a baby company we can change it um who knows? So this summer will be what how, what? how many years? how many seasons? I think six. six 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 yeah and the hope and the dream is to have babies that kind of take it over and employ wow. amazing people that do cool things and inspire a whole new generation of uh, Newporters to That's do great. cool things. You're the first folks I've met of your age group that are <laughs> they're embarking upon this. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they're not doing, they're not getting into it. And after 26 years yeah. in the retail end of the business, I'm finally seeing, because I watched my dad's generation, mm. the baby boomers and, yeah. and older, just like move from boat to different type of boat to mm. no boat and then and out and it's been in the last four or five years I've been encouraged because I've seen sort of the millennial generation yeah. show up and they're not they're not stuck on the idea of I have to go to the boat show and write a big check yeah. they're looking for that project and that project is just as much of it as anything else 
as, totally. as, as and, the and, ownership, you and, know. And good so. for you too, because, and you know, there's there's skills to be learned from that and everything. I I hope millennials are doing that. I think there's millennials. Like it's easy to classify the generation. Um, I just use that as a yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, but, I, I, I know. Identify. I know. For, for me, the reason true. we're doing what we're doing is it comes down to like money. Like right. we didn't have the money to buy a forty-two foot new wooden new boat, mm. so we bought an old wooden boat. And like I've learned the amount of things that that bloody boat has taught me. Yeah, it's just <laughs> out of control. Oh, in nineteen ninety-nine, I I gave up on paying rent in apartments, and I couldn't afford a house, and I was single. So I bought a boat to live on. Yeah, I still have the boat, and I managed to live on it for three years, and then that was always our backup. My wife didn't really want it. <laughs> that was always our backup plan. Yeah. Was you can always, it, live, on you can always <laughs> live on it. You know? yeah. <laughs> like if everything goes wrong, it's cool. Yeah, you can always live on yeah, it. Yeah, I had a couple of winters where I had to actually get out, walk around the boat, and pull the ice away from the hull. I was doing that the oh, other day. With, with a hoe. You yeah, know? I was doing that the other day. So you keep her in the water year-round. Yeah, it's yeah. a wooden boat, so right. my, my thinking is keep it in the water. Sure. It's also cheaper that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah you don't want to be dry. <laughs> but yeah, we keep her in the water. Um, I, we do all our wa- we sort of winter work in the water. Yep. It's, it's Honestly, getting on and off the boat in the water is so much way easier. easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, a lot of the projects we do in the in in the middle of winter, January, February, a lot of interior work. Saying that, right now we've actually we, we literally just finished. You say <laughs> so we just finished taking all of the varnish off yeah. of the entire exterior of the boat. And, uh, um, we're and number hopefully three. tomorrow I will finish the sealer coats. So if we get this snowstorm this weekend. Oh, all right. It won't be all for nothing. And two weeks ago, <laughs> so. I decided that I didn't like the back deck anymore because... Oh, I couple, saw that picture. Yeah, I was like, I didn't. I thought that the, the plywood had delaminated to far enough points. So I said, you know what, take it out. So pull it all out, you know, next thing you know, you're just doing all of these things. But, you know, at the same time, we love Tema, and Tema's turned us into what we are, but I... I could move on from her. I could mm-hmm. uh, I could sell her at, and and move on to we'll another thing. Different boat. Right. I, there's there's other lessons to be learned in life. Sure. I, it, like I love that boat, and I'm not going to sell it to the wrong person. But um, as the previous owner didn't do. Yeah, yeah. I, I have <laughs> a, I, we have a bond, and I'm going to do right by her. Nice. But um, cool. Excellent. Well. I feel like having fun just <laughs> just yeah. from this talk. So, I feel like going out and uh, <laughs> chartering you guys, just, even though I have a, a boat. Hey, well, you should. Yeah. You should still come out with us. But no, I appreciate your time. Thanks, Thanks. for sitting yeah. down with me. You've been listening to Standing Before the Mast podcast with Chris Heaton, sponsored by Newport Nautical Supply.